Welcome back to another edition of the Raptors Pod Table Podcast. I guess it's a special edition. Don't want to call it an emergency edition, but it's the trade speculation edition. Gil McGregor here with Kyle Irving. And it's no secret that Houston Rockets All-NBA guard James Harden is ready to move on. He took his time reporting to Houston. Um, there are a lot of questions surrounding whether or not he will be on the roster this season. And our Scott Rafferty over on NBA.com has outlined the trade destinations for for Houston's all-star guard. Apparently, uh, according to reports, James Harden has let it be known he's open to a trade to the Philadelphia 76ers or other contenders, including the Brooklyn Nets. Naturally, the Toronto fans got a little excited about that. Trending in Canada today on Wednesday, December 9th. Is James Harden going to go to the Toronto Raptors? So I ask you, Kyle Irving, can you see it happening? Do you think the Toronto Raptors should motion to try and trade for the three-time back-to-back-to-back scoring champ? I can tell you this much. If, if I'm one of the players that's left on the Raptors roster after trading for James Harden, I would try to become his best friend to assure that I get a Prada bag full of honey buns, $100,000, <laughs> all that that he gave little baby this weekend uh, instead of being at Rockets training camp, which – kind of, um, you know, catapulted all these rumors into existence because it was how serious is James Harden taking basketball right now if he's, you know, out at clubs doing stuff like that instead of reporting to training camp when he's supposed to. But in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> nonetheless, in the middle of a pandemic. So, uh, but to answer your question, do I think that he's going to end up on the Toronto Raptors? My gut right now tells me no, but, and I'm sure we're going to get to this uh, throughout the podcast, no one expected Kawhi Leonard to end up on the Raptors either. And you look at a player like DeMar DeRozan, who was unbelievably loyal to the franchise, drafted by the franchise, uh, groomed through the franchise, and all of a sudden you wake up one morning with the notifications on your phone that he's been moved to San Antonio um, in favor of trading for Kawhi Leonard, and that worked out, and it won him a championship. So even though my gut right now is telling me no, James Harden probably won't end up with the, with the Toronto Raptors. I guess at this point, you never know because no one expected Kawhi Leonard to end up here either. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because in these rumors and 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 you kind of think about with any type of player that's linked to other teams, especially uh, in this day and age, we saw Harden's former backcourt mate and Russell Westbrook get moved rather swiftly. Uh, the took took not very long for rumors to become to materialize and become real when he was traded for John Wall, uh, but. It feels like with the Raptors, they aren't really linked in these Woj reports and these Shams reports very often. They seem like they keep uh, pretty tight-lipped up there in their front office. So similar to the Kawhi trade, it, it seems like it could just catch us off guard with that. That that being said, um, in the trade destinations, which again, over on NBA.com, please go check that out. Scott Rafferty outlined it beautifully uh, with the Brooklyn Nets, Philadelphia 76ers, Denver Nuggets, and Miami Heat. He kind of listed as the front runners, but he has the Raptors as the first honorable mention. And within that, he said the Raptors managed to trade for Kawhi without sacrificing their future, which is kind of the trade we mentioned. But now any deal for the Harden would almost certainly revolve around Pascal Siakam. The Raptors could offer an interesting package with some combination of Siakam, OG Ananobi, Norman Powell, Chris Boucher, and Picks. That kind of makes it more real when you think about who could be included. And I think it 
gives you a better idea of the risk associated with making such a move. It feels like with the money, James Harden's making $41 million this season, I do believe, and Pascal Siakam is in the first year of an extension signed last season, and he'll be making $34 million. So it seems like the deal is going to have to revolve around Siakam, but I know you uh, played around with the trade machine a little bit. Did you find anything that might be a little more palatable for Raptors fans if they don't want to part ways with the most improved player from 2019 who has such a bright future with the team? Raptors fans, if you're listening to this and you're standing up, please sit down, buckle up, because <laughs> there's only one other way other than Pascal Siakam that this can happen, and that's if they move uh, the pride of the Toronto Raptors, the heartbeat, the heart and soul of Kyle Lowry. And, you know, Kyle Lowry's getting a little bit older. He's, you know, in, in his 30s, and it doesn't seem like he's ever going to slow down. He just seems like he's just going to continue to go uh, to that fountain of youth and continue to produce um, – as at an all-star level for the Raptors. But if you were to combine Kyle Lowry with the likes of a Norm Powell or not, and, or OG Ananobi along with picks, then it does work. The money works. Um, and, you know, I think that if you were to pair someone like Lowry with, it doesn't make a ton of sense next to John Wall. And if you were to pair Kyle Lowry with someone like OG or Norm Powell with picks, I'm not sure that that gets you there for James Harden but I'm just saying that it is possible like that, it, that the math does work, the, the salary works, everything matches up. So that is another option, but I'm not hundred percent sure that that's something that the Houston Rockets would be interested in uh, where, you know, they probably feel like they could get a better return elsewhere around the league. Yeah. And I think kind of like you said, Raptors fans do not be alarmed. I really don't think that if it came to it, I don't think that Lowry is really touchable in trade talks either. I think he kind of is one of the untouchable guys. And then, um, thinking about what Houston probably would want, like you said, it's there's rumored to be looking for a package built around a young franchise cornerstone, a bundle of first round picks and or talented players on rookie contracts. That being said, I do think that it would you'd have to give it a, a hard look and, and consider a deal with Pascal and probably norm I, I think if you're parting ways with pascal you don't part ways with og as well i think you have to hold on to og it seems like there in any time in in basketball you're, you're making a roll of the dice right whether it's the draft whether it's a free agent signing whether it's a trade the Kawhi leonard deal was a extreme roll of the dice a player who'd only played in nine games a year before but prior to that was you know a, a mvp level player uh, from what we saw in san antonio Similar here, you're taking a roll of dice, but at the same time, it is a hands down top five talent in the league. And if you want to like really have be offended by that, then he's definitely top seven. You know, no, not not lower than that. James Harden, like I said, three time scoring champ, three consecutive years. Uh, you can say what you want about his playing style, but again, he is won an MVP doing it. Uh, was um, co pilot, however you want to put it, of a team that was one win away from the NBA Finals in 2018 so you're banking on him being that kind of guy coming to you on the flip side what are you parting ways with we've seen what pascal is he's an all-star starter he's an all-nba level talent we don't know what he will become we know what james harden is and he's not going to become anything different from that but you know that that could be something you can build a team around to win a title potentially we don't know about that with pascal just yet 
So I think that is where you kind of have to give it a, a long, hard look from that perspective. And then the OG part of it as well. Um, what is OG going to become? Can you count on him making a leap? Maybe not as astronomical of a leap as Pascal made, but a leap big enough to make you not feel as bad about losing him in this type of deal. So I think that's where it kind of gets hung up on if the Raptors are really looking to make this deal, if you're really putting a lot of stock into Siakam coming up short in the postseason. But I think you are looking for, towards him bouncing back. So in that case, it's not worth it, right? I think where this – I don't want – I don't think the Raptors should do this because it requires them mortgaging their future, which the Kawhi Leonard deal did not. They traded DeMar DeRozan. They traded Jakob Pertl in a first-round pick to get a player that – I mean, there was some un- uncertainty with him coming off an injury, and you know he even had some of his own uh, – you know, situations with the Spurs and that organization. And he was having trouble getting on the floor, whether he was healthy or not. Um, but I think at the end of the day, they didn't have to mortgage their future for that. Jakob yeah. was a great player. He's, he's solid, incredibly mm-hmm. solid. And obviously DeMar DeRozan was the franchise at that point, but you know, you only have to give up one first round pick where it sounds like the Houston Rockets want a lot more in return for that. And are the Raptors willing to mortgage their future more, you know, move someone like Pascal Siakam who, honestly is still growing. I think we're going to see him grow again this year, which, you know, we talked about the other day, but um, I think that when it comes to James Harden, this isn't to disrespect him because like you said, he's, I have no hesitation in calling him a top five player in the NBA, three-time scoring champ back to back to back. Uh, You know, he's an MVP. And uh, right now, I mean, with the San Antonio Spurs snapping their playoff streak last year, James Harden is the golden ticket to the playoffs in the NBA <laughs> yeah. right now. The Rockets have the longest active playoff streak in the NBA at the moment, eight seasons in a row. And it's no coincidence that started the year that they traded for James Harden. So, you know, if you're trading for a player of Harden's caliber, you're guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. That's yeah. just, it's a fact. It's at least over the last eight years, that's been a fact. And uh, you know, there are teams out there that probably are willing to mortgage their future to uh, acquire a player of Harden's caliber, but I'm not sure that the Raptors are one of those teams. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think from that standpoint, and there's another part of mortgaging your future that that you think about the ooh, 2021 free agency class. Um, you think about that is definitely looming. Bringing in Harden, I don't know if that makes your, and this is no knock on him, it's just trying to get into the psyche or the mentality or the approach of other big name players if you bring him in, he's under contract for, you know, $41 million for the next 40 plus for the next couple of seasons. What you know that he's going to be the guy, obviously. So if you're a free agent and let's just say, I don't know, a guy named Giannis or something like that, who could be a free agent next off season, put their personal rivalry aside, just would you look at a destination and say, I want to go play with that guy? I don't know how, I don't know what the consensus is about playing with Harden is among stars. I know there are a lot of memes and a lot of jokes that people kind of throw around about, you know, Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook moving on to greener pastures after joining him in the leading a backcourt with Harden. But still, I think most players in the NBA have respect for his game and what he does and how much easier he probably could make things for him. So it's looking at that, but also financial flexibility. You owe him. He's owed $44.3 million in the 2021 season, 2021-22 season, and then the final season of the contract, 
2022-23 is owed $47.3 million. So you kind of impact your flexibility depending on the type of deal that you're able to make, depending on who you keep, who's still around. Um, and, and I think that is a big part of it as well uh, with your future and just if you want to still be a player in 2021, maybe you stand pat. I, there's a couple of things that I want to uh, retrace that you just that you just said. One being the 2021 free agency class headlined by Giannis Antetokounmpo. It would be incredibly interesting to see how different these James Harden trade talks would be going if Giannis already signed that dotted line with the Milwaukee Bucks signing a Supermax contract mm-hmm. extension because that's when I think you would start seeing other teams get into the mix trying to acquire James Harden. But I think you have some teams that are afraid of that right now because, like you said, I mean, he – the final year of his contract as a player option in 2023, meaning that he could become a free agent after the 2022 season. And who knows if he's going to re-sign with the team that he gets traded to. So you're going to mortgage your future for two years of this guy. Uh, Unsure if he is even going to re-sign with you after that. And on top of that, you do have Giannis looming over, you know, a lot of these teams heads, a lot of teams feel like that they probably, if he does not re-sign with Milwaukee, they could probably be in the sweepstakes to acquire the two-time MVP and, I just think that teams aren't ready to take that roll of the dice on Harden yet without knowing what Giannis is going to do. And, uh, you know, Giannis's deadline extension, uh, deadline for his extension is December 21st, the day before opening night. And that's why part of me feels like James Harden will probably still be on the Houston Rockets on opening night because, you know, we're just not sure about what's going to happen with Giannis. And I think that plays a big role in what happens with James Harden. But another thing that I want to talk about, which you had brought up is, the players that play alongside him. And that's another thing that teams have to consider if they trade for James Harden. It's the fact that he is the system. No matter Mm -hmm. where he goes, you're not going to fit James Harden into a box. He is the system. His isolation, whether you like it or not, (laughs) his you know, isolation dribble a million times before he, you know, chucks up a step back jumper. It's gotten into the playoffs eight years in a row. It's earned him an MVP. It's made him one of the top five players in the NBA. And no matter who, I mean, it doesn't matter if he gets traded to the Golden State Warriors, that all of a sudden becomes their system. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's not going to change change with James Harden. And I'm not saying that as a knock on him. Uh, it's more so just a fact. It's more so uh, something that's concrete. I don't think that he, at this point in his career, in the prime of his career, is going to try and fit in the box of, uh, you know, some system that's in place. And that's even, that, that even goes for Toronto, a team that, more than has a system in place. They have things, you know, so strategically planned out and mm-hmm. just the way that they, the game operates through guys like Kyle Lowry oper- operates through guys like Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam on both ends of the floor, offensively and defensively. Uh, it's very much Nick Nurse's system in place. And if all of a sudden you acquire James Harden, you have to throw everything that you've been doing out the window and adapt to his style of play now. Yeah, for sure. That's something that's interesting that you mentioned. James Harden is 31 years old going into this season. And he does have this specific style of play and it's obviously been working for him as far as getting to a line and, and hitting threes and being the league's leading scorer. But I'm curious if you're a team, do you also maybe shy away from it and thinking like how much longer can he play like this? Obviously he's still in the prime of his career. He's not old by any means, but at the same time, again, whether or not he opts into that deal, theoretically he could be 33 years old making just a little under $50 million a season. And that's a big part of it. So you kind of answered half the other question I was going to say t- tagged on to this with him being a rocket on opening night, which looks like he probably will be. But based on some things that happened, obviously with Giannis and other things around the league, 
do you see a team changing their stance and maybe making a move for Harden before the season ends? Do you think he'll be with Houston for the entirety of the upcoming season? I think that's impossible to try and determine at this moment yeah. because we still have to see what happens with Giannis. And I think that, you know, even just the way that things are shaping up with COVID and training camp and how different everything's already been, that makes things a little more difficult too, because it's how fast can we get this guy in our facility suited up uh, practicing with the rest of the team, getting, you know, accommodated with his teammates and learning how to play alongside a group of new guys. I think that that plays a role in this too. I mean, believe it or not, even though it doesn't necessarily seem like it, we're 13 days away from the time of recording on Wednesday, December 9th from opening night. And yeah. two weeks is not a lot of time to introduce an entire new system, which is James Harden. So I think that uh, as far to answer your question, as far as opening night goes, I truly believe that he'll still be with the Houston Rockets on opening night, uh, unless that there's a trade that comes absolutely out of nowhere and blindsides the entire NBA universe. Uh, as far as will he be a Houston Rocket at the end of the season, I think that's something that is to to be determined based on how some of these other dominoes fall. Yeah, it's interesting. You, you kind of to to trace back on the Rockets. Obviously, Harden isn't really bought in, and obviously not really having a great showing for himself doing what he's been doing with little baby and being out visibly out uh, in a time where being out isn't necessarily the safest thing to do for you yourself or your franchise. But that doesn't mean that the relationship can't be fixed. Um, there's a new head coach there, a new front office management there. Maybe they could get to a level of understanding and agreement with one another uh, to fix things. So you never know that could get fixed. Now, all that being said, probably not going to be the Raptors. There's a chance that the situation gets fixed. There's a lot of things to be sorted out and figured out. But I'll ask you this. If James Harden lands somewhere else, where do you think it would be? All signs are pointing to Philadelphia right now, but I just don't – I don't know how that works because is Tone Fertitta really going to trade James <laughs> Harden to back to Daryl Morey? It just seems like uh, out of stubbornness – that he probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. People are saying that, or I shouldn't say people, I should say Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN is saying that uh, talks with the Brooklyn Nets haven't really gone anywhere. And from there on out, I'm not exactly sure who other suitors for James Harden really would be. I mean, whether it's Miami, a team that always seems to be popping up in trade destinations, or like I said, even the Golden State Warriors, who maybe will come knocking on the Rockets door just to kind of gauge interest there. I don't know exactly who uh, becomes the right fit for James Harden. Obviously all signs are pointing to Philly right now because of Daryl Morey. But again, I just think that out of almost pettiness, I just don't see how the Rockets all of a sudden would just trade him back to the, uh, you know, GM that just left them. So to answer your question, I, I really don't know. I don't have a direct answer. Are the Raptors going to be in the mix? That's another question that it's, you're just not sure of, uh, especially because of how out of the blue, the Kawhi Leonard trade, came from but I think that right now with the way that the league is shaping up and with opening day as close as it is it's probably more likely that like I said we're just going to have to see how other things play out before we really find out where he ends up yeah that's fair that's fair I think I don't think it'll be Miami I just think they again it's a, it's a mortgaging future type deal I don't know about the fit um just basketball perspective with what they have going on already I think they're still kind of 
you know, obviously it depends on, on the Giannis decision, but I think if they don't get Giannis, they're just going to move their attention to Bradley Bill. That's what it feels like uh, Miami's going to do. Honestly, I, I would probably say Brooklyn. Uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, you, you talk about the pre-existing history with KD and, and James Harden playing OKC together. A lot of questions being asked. Karis LeVert does have star potential, and they could put a package of him, and maybe it's a Jared Allen or you know a Spencer Dinwiddie type guy. They could make it work. Um, and if Brooklyn decides to go all in, it would certainly be an interesting fit, which is something else that NBA.com's Scott Rafferty broke down recently what that would look like why it would work why it wouldn't work could KD Kyrie and James Harden kind of tailor their games to play alongside each other with the goal of winning a title all that said it's going to be an interesting few weeks leading up into opening day and throughout the season we're going to have our eyes on this James Harden situation in Houston and who knows there could be another disgruntled star you know a couple weeks into the season we'll see we got you covered with that and everything else leading up to the NBA season and beyond over on NBA.com on the Raptors pod table. We'll have more speculation if the team gets linked to another superstar that wants out or if a guy just gets trending on Raptors Reddit or in Canada to the Raptors trade for somebody. We'll have the answers for you over on the Raptors pod table. Raptors in action this upcoming weekend. Two preseason games with the Charlotte Hornets. We've got preview content for that over on NBA.com, so check that out as well. Until next time, for Kyle Irving, I'm Gil McGregor. Thanks for tuning in to the Raptors Pod Table Podcast.